0: Well, it's certainly been a while since I have recorded a Random Thoughts with Pastor Bob and some of my friends in Denmark were pointing that out to me and I uh, got thinking a little bit about this and I said, you know, I should actually get one going here again. Life has been so crazy for me in a good way. Uh, I launched a new ministry called That's Life Ministries dot com and uh, it on the internet and leave a comment, shoot an email to me. And uh, what it is, it's a ministry that helps people cope and persevere by uh, being mature in Christ and knowing who they are, and and no matter what we deal with in life, that we can make it through. Um, I have come from a past of a lot of hurt, a lot of uh, damage done by the church, and yet through it all I've maintained that ministry is awesome, (laughs) and sometimes God's people get in the way. But through it all, it's a good thing. And uh, Go to uh, That'sLifeMinistries.com and check it out. Well, this Sunday I'm going to start a special uh, message, and those of you that are from the church you are getting a sneak preview, and uh, you know, I'm I'm doing a thing called The Most Irritating Things About Christians. Last week I talked about hurt in general, who hurt us, what hurt us, and how do we recover from that. And this week I'm going to talk about uh, collateral damage, and collateral damage is something that happens in the military and other places where, um, well, for instance, I was paintballing with a group of teenagers years ago, and uh, as soon as the whistle blew, the guy behind me shot me square in the butt, let let alone about about a foot away, and uh, boy, I tell you what, a a paintball uh, from a foot away, that has a tendency to sting. That's considered collateral damage when you end up hurting your own people unintentionally. You know, Christians can be notorious for this, and uh, you know I've often said that, you know, what goes through your mind when you hear the word Christian? This is something I'd love for you to email me back on. Uh, you can email me, randomthoughtswithpastorbob at gmail.com. I'd like to hear, hear from you on this. What, what goes through your mind when you hear the word Christian? You know, sometimes the most irritating Christian in my life, and you're going to find this hard to believe, <laughs> but sometimes the most irritating Christian in my life is me. And, uh, you know, these issues that I'm going to be talking about on Sunday are issues that, you know, quite honestly, I've fallen into. Maybe I'm still in. And uh, I think we all can kind of relate to these at one point or another. Some of us might have moved on, and it just gets us sick when we see somebody else doing it. But regardless, um, you know, there are things about Christians that irritate us. And, uh, you know, we can't throw that all out, though, because, you know, there's something about everything that can irritate us. You know, we can we can go on vacation and uh, maybe it's a vacation you've been waiting for for years and years. I know of pastors and families that have, haven't have been on vacation for five, six, seven years and when they finally get on vacation, they find something that irritates them. Maybe it's their kids, maybe it's money, maybe it's uh, the weather. The, the Never mind the fact that you're on vacation, but we always find something that irritates us. This Sunday I'm going to... Uh, Basically, put nine different things in a hat, and we're going to draw. And whatever number we draw is what I'll preach on. And uh, um, you know, the the nine that I'm going to talk about is number one: Christians who never make a big deal about anything. And uh, this is a topic that really just boggles me. We serve a God that loves us immensely, and yet some Christians just don't make a big deal about it. They don't make a big deal about telling somebody else about Christ. They don't make a big deal about living their life for christ it's just kind of ho-hum point number two i have is uh the christians who speak christianese at all the time and uh you i guess this could be best illustrated if you go onto itunes and look uh, at steve martin's old comedy clips you'll find one where he's talking um to a group of people and then he tries to relate it to uh plumbers and uh he his, his whole shtick for that uh track is just talking in plumber talk, and nobody else understands it, but I guess plumbers just thoroughly enjoy it. You know, as Christians, we can get that way. We get too nerded in the church and end up uh, talking Christianese all the time, and we just lose touch on how to relate to people. This is something that we need to seriously examine our lives on and say, am I relating to the world around me? Um, How am I going to convey this message of hope if I keep speaking in this Christianese? Number three, Christians who don't move their faith one measly foot. You know, they say the greatest distance is from the head to the heart. And uh, this topic's going to talk about people who have the head knowledge, but it hasn't hit their heart. And so they don't move their faith one measly foot. You know, and, and the main question for that point is, what grips your heart? What fires you up as a Christian? What what gets you going You know, in Matthew 22, it really puts it simple. You know, Jesus replied to the group. He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. You know, we tend to intellectualize the gospel to the point where it's all head knowledge. But the bare essential truth of it is, is love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And this is the first and greatest commandment. You know Jesus paid for our sins in full and uh, rose for you. I think we should move our faith. Point number four I'm going to talk about is Christians who blame Satan for everything. Ugh, oh, you know, um, you know First Peter five eight through nine talks about how uh, you know the devil is roaming around and the enemy is real. The enemy is real and but sometimes when people are going shopping and they feel like the enemy is attacking them because they can't find a parking spot close enough to the door oh, that makes me sick. You know, sometimes you got to thank God for the parking spots in the back of the parking lot because maybe he wants us to exercise a little bit. And I know for me, I could drop a couple pounds. So, um, all right. So number five are Christians who are lousy tippers. And uh, this is an article I've actually just submitted yesterday to the local paper. You know, I don't get it. You know, these waitresses or these waiters are waiting on us to serve us, to help us enjoy our time there. And and, uh, you know, we just need to realize our table is not the only table. I have dined with Christians who have literally told waitresses that they could have them fired because they're not giving good enough service. Ugh, oh, th- those wretched, horrible people. I mean, why would you say something like that? And then, then, oh, don't even get me started on the people that leave a tract. And, you know, never mind, they, talk, they don't talk to the waiter or waitress about God or love them or anything while the meal is being served. But at the end... They say, you know, the best tip is to leave for them, is to tell them how to get to heaven They leave a track. Makes me want to throw up. All right, so number six, Christians that are all talk. Uh, you know, I don't need, I don't know that I need to really dive in on that one. You know, the ones that talk, talk, talk. There's no deeds. Just, you know, that frustration gap is so real. James 2.17 says, In the same way, faith by itself, if it is not accompanied by action, is dead. Talk is good, don't get me wrong, and it has its place. That's how you strategize, that's how you dream, that's how you come up with these things. But, you know, if you're not willing to put any action, I don't get it. Number seven, Christians who major on the minors. There was a church, there was a group of Methodists in Indiana, and it was a group of about five or six churches, and all the pastors started realizing their churches were dwindling down to nothing. And they said, well, let's merge churches. Let's get us all together. And they ended up buying a new property, new land, and built a new church. And, you know, they had about 200 people at the church. And um, it came down to their annual bazaar, their annual bake sale. And, uh, you know, it was a big thing between all the churches that who can make the best peanut brittle. And I kid you not, this is not a joke. And it got to a point where the ladies bickered on what peanut brittle is going to represent their church at the bake sale, that the church actually dissolved over peanut brittle. People tend to major on the minors and forget that it doesn't matter what we do. As long as it's not illegal, immoral, or sinful, are we doing it to win people and show people the love of God? Number eight, Christians who sit and soak. These are the ones who don't help in the church. They don't tie. They just take and take and take. And when nothing else is left to be taken or they got offended, they leave. Which, honestly, isn't a bad thing, I guess, from a uh, pastor's or uh, leadership perspective. But, you know, when you're in a church and you realize what God has done in your life, we have been blessed to bless others. And uh, this is a pet peeve of mine, Christians who just sit and soak. Now, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing if someone is burnt by church or hurt by church or is transferring churches and they just need a time to sit back and relax and what I call defrag uh, from their other experiences, that's fine. Sit six months, a year, that's, that's fine. But you know what? After that, it's time to snap out of it and start doing something. Then you get the last group, the people that think the church is all about them. You know, it is. It really is. The church is all about them. And I think that's a valid point. But the church is all about them and others. So people look at this as a one-sided coin when, in fact, there's two sides. You know, church is all about you. You are the church. But it's also about other people and reaching others. You know, there's a long list of things that could we can make about irritating things about Christians. And I'd like to hear some of your uh, responses. Comment on my Blogspot here um, random thoughts with pastor uh, or email me random thoughts with at gmail.com and and leave some uh, comments what irritates you about Christians and now it, it just it wouldn't be fair just to say what irritates you what are you doing to make a difference okay how do you deal with those irritations in life it's so good to be back on the air here with you and uh, I'll be uh, putting up another podcast on Monday. I'd give you the date, but I don't have a calendar in front of me. So we'll talk to you soon. You're awesome. Talk to you later. Bye.